So today we are talking about becoming the best versions of ourselves. Mm. And when I think about that, I think of like the stories that you hear, you know, with celebrities or on social media, you hear these like crazy either rags to riches stories Mm -hmm. or these big transformations. And I remember it was a couple years ago, you had told us about this girl. um, Her name is Shameless Maya. Mm -hmm. And um, basically the story, you can correct me if I miss anything, but she basically decided to go on a celibacy journey um, and decided to take like all that energy that she would put in either to relationships, sex, men, and decided to take that energy and turn it into like positive energy in enforcing her own goals in life like things that Mm -hmm. she wanted to do um not necessarily with relationships which i feel like women oftentimes are like (laughs) conditioned to believe like all of our energy needs to be put into a man and to be a wife and to be a mom Mm -hmm. and she ended up taking that and saying like i'm gonna do something for myself and and create my own goals and create the life that i actually want to live Mm -hmm. and now like you just updated me on her and like she has the life that she wanted to have like she put all that energy in and Mm -hmm. it worked out for her yeah she definitely is living the life of her dreams living in a beautiful plant filled home with her husband and her kids and and her her new baby i mean and just feeling like she's finally at a place where she's truly happy because like you said us women we will literally, and I don't know if it's just women, sometimes we take our energy and we will give and give and give and give and give give to everyone and everything. So just imagining what you could accomplish if you gave yourself half of what you give to a relationship or what you give to your kids or what you give to, you know, so I thought that was a really beautiful story. That is, and it's just amazing to hear that. You mean, that was years ago when you told her, I don't know how long it took for her to get to where she is now, but just to know that she stuck with it. Yeah. And now she has the things that she wants. Because mm-hmm. sometimes when people think about celibacy, mm-hmm. it's like every day I'm just sitting here like, oh, no. help me to get through, help me to get through, help me to get through. But it's like, okay, but find a way mm-hmm. to, you know, use that energy elsewhere. So like just thinking about becoming your be- the best version of yourself, it, you can apply that to anything. We spend a lot of time sulking, you know. So why don't we take that time, yeah, <laughs> and apply it to becoming our best self? Like I know we were just talking about like a lot of the celebrities. Mm-hmm. Um, when you think about Oprah, mm-hmm. when you think about Jim Carrey, when you think about Tyler Perry, yeah. some of these people who literally came from absolutely nothing. nothing. Um, so I want to talk about like. Uh, what's your definition of it is because I, I pulled up this quote from Jim Carrey. Okay. Um, and it actually says, I wish everyone could get rich and famous and everything and have everything they ever dreamed of so they could know that that's not the answer. Ooh, yeah. So it's good. like, I know I love that because it, you may have a racks to richer story, but does that necessarily mean you're the best version of yourself? Right. So what do you think that it necessarily means to be the best version? So I think it is, I think your best version, number one, has to start with your identity. I think it's going to be vastly different for everyone. Mm -hmm. But I do think it comes down to being like your authentic self. I think it also has to do with aligning with your purpose. Um, And that's different for everyone. But I feel like when you reach for your highest version or the best version of yourself, um, you're in a place of 
you're in a more positive, stable place mm -hmm. when you're in the best version of yourself because before then, you're typically struggling in whatever area it is, whether if it's financially, mentally, emotionally, physically. And a lot of times your mind can get stuck in that like bad place. So when you become the better version of yourself, you're basically putting away all that old stuff. I'm going to kind of take it to the Bible and putting on the new man. You know, mm -hmm. all the old things have passed away and now you are this new creature. You are this new person. You're not allowing your past to dictate where you're going to go yeah. and like your your ending points. Yeah, I agree with that. I feel like you don't have to be rich and famous. You don't have to be Oprah. You don't have to be Beyonce to be the best version of yourself. I feel yeah. like you can, maybe you don't have all the money in the world, but it's about... It's about how you see yourself. I feel yeah. like one thing is like being a good, kind person. You know what I mean? Like I feel like if you are very successful financially and your career is booming and you own 10 businesses, let's say Jeff Bezos. I've never met him before. Mm -hmm. But what if I met him and he just talked down to me? He was very mm -hmm. nasty. And there was rumors about him like barely giving any money to charity and people like Taylor Swift and everybody else giving way more money than he ever mm -hmm. would, you know? And so... I think the best version of yourself is being a good person, a kind person, a giving person, a loving person, and thriving and having peace That's and true. enjoying life, you know what I mean, and living in your purpose. Mm -hmm. It's aligning. I mean, there's going to probably be people who don't believe in God or Christianity or the Bible, and that's okay. That's your own belief. But I believe that we were created in the image of God, and mm -hmm. in that sense... And, and I think some people take it, like, super literal, like, oh, God has arms and legs and eyes and all this stuff. Like, I think it means more so we were created in who he is. Yes. He is love. He is goodness. He is kindness. He is generosity, gentleness, patience, forget, like, all this stuff that he is, that's the image we were created in. Mm -hmm. And like you were saying, like, when you become a better person, when you become kinder and loving and... And more at peace, like you're more in line with who we were meant to be in the beginning. But because we live in a fallen world, um, we just we're all messed up now. <laughs> we're yeah, just all messed up. We are, and I'm glad you said that because it all goes back to God at the mm -hmm. end of the day. It all yes. goes back to who He created us to be. He created us to be. You know, we are fearfully and wonderfully made. Mm -hmm. And I hear the phrase all the time: God don't make no junk. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So. Um, to walk in who he created you to be. And I think I brought this quote up before with Adrian Valone, and she said that, like, when you stop fighting, you know, the characteristics that God gave you, you know, the talents, the gifts that he gave you, she said that she wouldn't sing for a long time because she hated her own voice. Mm -hmm. And then... You know, she's letting go of that and working on gospel music and stuff yeah. with her husband now. So it's just that's just a perfect example of walking into exactly who God created you to be. He didn't give you a voice for you to hate it and right. not use it. Exactly. Or he didn't give you a gift to write and you, you know, kind of squander over it or mm -hmm. be lazy or whatever or, or be hateful on the blogs or something like yeah. that or, you know. Um, so just taking advantage of those gifts. Definitely. And um, kind of like I said earlier, we all have a different look of what the best version is of mm -hmm. ourselves. So, like, in your own mind, what would you think are some of the things that would make you feel like you've made it to the best version or you're making it to the best version of yourself? Um, See, that. See, I had to think about this a couple yeah. times because sometimes when I think about the best version of myself, I can become overwhelmed because I start mm -hmm. to think about unrealistic characteristics. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but then I kind of 
brought it down Mm -hmm. back to being kind and everything like that. I've always admired people who you look at and you just say, they got a really good heart. Mm. That's just a good person. You run into so many people, not trying to shame or put anybody down, but you run into so many people that are willing to gossip and talk people down Mm. and get involved in drama and toxicity and it's kind of rare to just find someone that just has a really good heart and a really good soul so for me that is a way that I want to be in a way that I want to be viewed and I want to be an amazing mom and that doesn't mean a perfect mom I want to be an amazing mom I want my kids to feel loved I want them to feel attention I want them to have all the time for me I want to be the most supportive wife I can be to my husband not a perfect wife because that doesn't I'm not the best version of myself when I'm constantly trying to be perfect we're not going to be perfect you know what I mean but I want to be loving I want to be kind and I want to do things for myself. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I want to take care of myself. I want to do things that are going to, you know, um, like I, I've told you before that I have a lot of um, health issue history mm-hmm. in my family. You know, there's cancer, there's, you know, diabetes, stuff like that. So for me to be the best version of myself and be around for my kids and be around for my husband, that means being healthy. That means yeah. taking care of my body. And I feel like everybody needs something to center themselves. Mm-hmm. Um we all need something. We can't just get up and go and, you know, whatever happens, happens. We all need something to center us. You know, mainly, of course, is talking to God yeah. and reading my word. That That's going to be before anything else. Maybe you like meditation, soaking in a hot bath, journaling, whatever. But it has to start with God for me mm-hmm. because I'm always going to feel empty. Like I'm running on fumes if I'm not doing that. Yeah. So spending time with God and also, you know, doing other things I enjoy, like journaling. You have to have something to pull you away from all of your titles and everything to basically fill up your cup, fill up your tank every day. You know what I mean? So well, you can go and be. Yeah, absolutely. You, you can't pour from an empty cup. No. Nope. You can't <laughs> you can't give yourself away to everything and everyone and then go, you know, home and then go to your bed and just feel drained and feel like you've given everything that you have inside of you away and now there's nothing left for you or there's no one around to pour back into you. So um, that's awesome. I think that's a great answer. And I'm glad that you, you know, threw in there like the realistic and unrealistic Mm -hmm. expectations that we put on ourselves and on others. Um, It's terrible. Mm -hmm. Like, it's it's okay to desire, it's okay to desire, you know, money. If, if you want to, you know, be wealthy. I want to be wealthy. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't desire just to be, you know, boastful. And, and like you said, like a Je- Jeff Bezos where I just am stingy with my stuff. Right. Um, I don't think it's, I don't think it's wrong to have big goals. But you also have to be realistic about it. And I think, too, with what you were saying, it starts with who you are. Mm-hmm. Because if you're someone who is terrible at m- managing money and then you want to be a millionaire, you're going to be a broke millionaire because you're going to get this money and spend it all exactly. and then not have anything. Or um, if you want to have fame and fortune, but you're just a nasty person, like you're going to create a bad reputation for yourself that mm-hmm. you may have not really had on a bigger level because no one really knew you. And now everyone who thinks about you or talks about you says nothing but terrible things because you didn't work on that on yourself. I love that point because 
what you just said is a reminder that you can't fake it. I can't go out and pretend to be a kind and good person. Mm -hmm. So it's like the scripture, um, above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. So you can't Mm -hmm. trick anybody, you know, into believing anything. You have to, it has to come from an authentic place. And if you don't feel like you're at that place, then you got to do some soul searching. You have to get that stuff out. It starts internally, you know. That's so true. And it's like, why do we want to trick people and even try to trick ourselves? Like, we know ourselves. Mm -hmm. And there's no point, like, and and this is my thought process, but there's no point of me trying to trick people into believing on something that I'm not. Um, If I want to be that, I just need to work on being that. Exactly. (laughs) Why do I need to trick people? Why do you want to trick people? If this is a characteristic that you obviously think is good and beautiful and amazing and and impressive, then why wouldn't you work towards actually being that? Why would you want to put up a facade? But before we get too far away from it, I want to ask you the same thing. Like, how would you describe your best version? So... Most of it all aligned with you. Basically, the first thing I thought was kind of what I was saying earlier is just to be more like God. And I know people are like, oh, that sounds so churchy. But seriously, it goes along with what you were saying about being more kind, being Mm -hmm. more generous, being more loving, um, being more forgiving, being more full of grace to other people and and understanding. And um, that's always been like a core value of me is just to be a kind person as much as I can. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know, like you said, we're not perfect people and we make mistakes and we hurt people. We mess up. We hurt ourselves. Mm-hmm. We hurt God. But that doesn't mean you need to stay there. And I know there was times in my life that I have done things or said things or um, just let myself and let God down and let other people down. And I allowed myself to stay in that place. And when I was stuck in that place, I was not growing at all. Mm. So, and and the craziest thing, I know I'm kind of going off topic a little bit, so I'll just veer off for a minute, but (laughs) I'll be right back. The crazy thing is, is when you're in that place, especially if you've done or said something to hurt someone else, and you ask for forgiveness, um, whether that person wants to forgive you or not, is nothing. But Mm -hmm. you ask forgiveness from God, and he's forgiven you, a lot of times we struggle with forgiving ourselves yeah. and in, and that's stunting our growth. Mm-hmm. It's keeping us in a place where we cannot like achieve to be a better person because all we're doing is thinking about how we are so less than because of whatever it is, whether it's something you did or maybe it's just you don't have the things that you want mm-hmm. and you feel like you're less than, you feel like you're worthless in your purpose. And I've been there before. I felt I've had times in my life where I have felt like, why am I even here? Like, why am I here? I don't even need, like, literally times where I've been crying to God, like, I don't even know why I'm still here, God. Like, there's no point of me being here. Like, I have no purpose because I'm, I was about to start crying. Me too. <laughs> I was over here, Ooh, like... Voice cry, get it back together. I'm not going to cry. I'm a crier. I'm not going to cry. <laughs> but, um, but seriously, times where I was just like, there's no point of being here. And... Again, that ties to just guilt. It ties to shame. It's, it's tied to being in the past. You're not. You're no longer looking forward. You're, and that, that's all about being a better version is moving forward mm-hmm. and letting those old things go. So just being kind, being loving. Um, and, and like you were saying, just taking care of myself because I don't always take care of myself. And really, 
um, I started to really like get into counseling and, and being consistent with it last fall around September, October. Um, and I've been consistent with it since. And it's helped me so much to realize that I was giving so much of myself away to everyone. And like it, there was satisfaction in that because mm-hmm. you know you're helping people out. But then you realize how drained you are. And mm-hmm. like in a sense, it was so weird. It, I almost felt like I was losing my identity because I was becoming my roles like I was becoming the mom I was becoming the caretaker for my mom I was becoming the the employee like I was becoming that that's what that's what I just thought I was and my counselor was like well what do you want and I was like I don't know I don't know what I want to do uh she's like what do you like for fun and I'm like I I don't have to think about that and I was like wow like it was a wake-up call of like I need to take care of myself so that's a huge priority for me now. It's just fine. And there's time. There's time in your day. Mm-hmm. Like we say that we're busy and we are. That we are busy. But sometimes if you need to find time for yourself, it's waking up a little earlier in the morning mm-hmm. or going to bed a little later or getting a babysitter if you have kids and going out for 30 minutes, an hour for yourself. Yeah. Even if it's just walking and taking a break from everything. Like prioritizing yourself and filling yourself up and knowing that it's not selfish at first I used to think it was so selfish like I'm not gonna I'm not buying things for me I'm not doing things for me like there's all these other people that need things like there's all these other things that need to be done it's not selfish same prioritize yourself same and I'm so glad that you brought up that point because I've you know I've been in counseling as well Mm -hmm. and um that was how I felt in the beginning. They would be like, well, when are you going to do something for you? And I I just, I, I couldn't accept it for a long time because mm-hmm. it's like, I need to go get my nails done. I need to get my hair done. I need to go do something for me. I need to, like, I couldn't, like, I feel like that sounds crazy. I'm, I'm married. I have a husband to think about. I got kids to think about. I'm constantly thinking about what they need from me. And it sounds so selfish, but then it brings you back to, you know, filling up your own cup. Yeah. And then also you have to kind of look at how you got in that place mm. because I started all my, I went on this whole journey with through counseling recently where I realized I, I kind of lost myself. Mm-hmm. I went through probably from the ages of 14 through 21 mm-hmm. were crazy. You know what I mean? They just kind of got worse and worse. Mm-hmm. I went through a, a stage of a suicide attempt. Mm-hmm. I went through sexual assault. Mm-hmm. You know, I had a baby and the, my kid's father wanted nothing to do with me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was, I felt like I was at complete and total rock bottom. And I used to be extremely extroverted. Like, mm-hmm. I used to be so silly. I would talk to anybody. I wasn't afraid to make friends when I was younger. I, mm-hmm. I didn't care if they were popular. I didn't care. Mm-hmm. Like, I was just super extroverted. And I realized I literally completely and totally lost that part of myself. I went through postpartum and everything where I basically locked myself in a room for a year because I didn't want to be seen um weight gain everything and when I gave myself to God mm-hmm. I came back I should say because yeah. I w- was raised in the church and I was mm-hmm. saved and I was baptized and everything but I lost my way yeah. I found my way again thanks to my daughter mm-hmm. who I would look at her and be like this is not acceptable for yeah. her you know yeah. I can't live like this and so I got myself picked up and together and I kind of just walked into this new life like mm-hmm. I have a new church and a new husband and new friends and we're Christians mm-hmm. and everything is going to be great but <laughs> <That's what laughs> <yeah. we think. laughs> it didn't work like that so now that I'm kind of 
you know, settled, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm like, what happened to the old Nikki? Like, what happened Mm -hmm. to fun Nikki, silly Nikki? Nikki that used to love to get dressed and do her hair and her makeup and feel so confident and feel beautiful and go out and talk to people and try new things. Like, I'm really excited to get back to that. So it's also important to kind of um, address what is taking you away from, like the obstacles, what's pulling you away from being your best. Your best version. Oh my gosh, obstacles. I feel like, so for me personally, I feel like my number one obstacle in in my journey of becoming the best version of myself is really me. It's my mind. Um, It's my mindset. It's the thoughts that enter my mind. Um, And it's it's easier said than done to take captive of those thoughts and submit them to God. Um, And... I, I try to remind myself that so often, but then there's just times where you just, like, you get that thought about, like, ugh, I'm just not good enough for this. And then you just start to feel bad, and then you just get stuck in that thought. So I would mm. say for me, one of the number one things is um, my thought process um, of myself and even just my life. Because sometimes I'll look and I'll say, I want to do A, B, C, D. But then I go and I think, well, how is that going to affect my family? Is that being too selfish? Is that being too... So it's not even just insecurities in and of Mm. myself, but it's just... It's creating these things that you become worried about that will probably never happen, Mm. ever. So I I listen to a lot of podcasts, read lots of books and whatnot, and um, one of the things I came across was that, and I think it was like 80%, I might be wrong, but I'm, uh, I'm thinking it's like 80% of your worries don't even come true. Mm. Like of what people worry about on a day-to-day basis don't even come true. <laughs> wow. And when I sat and thought about that, I'm like, I can't, like that's, that's so, at least for me, I can't think of like how many things I've worried about that actually came true. Mm. Typically it's stuff that I freak myself out over and they never happen. So for me, it all goes to the mind. Um, I think for some people, it can be um, maybe who they surround themselves with. Yeah. I think uh, I'm fortunate to have no drama or toxicity around me. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are people who do. There are people who have um, toxic people in their life who tell them they can't do things. Mm-hmm. Like, And that's just... That's so heartbreaking to me, and like especially when I think about like kids and, and adults telling kids they're not good enough or they're not smart enough and they're mm-hmm. not this and they're not that and how traumatizing that is. Um, and then you grow up with these ideas of this is what you can't do because you were told. Or it could be people who are like, I was raised in a, I was raised in poverty, and I there's no way I could ever yeah. go off and make. 80,000, 100,000. There's no way I can be a millionaire. There's no way I can go to college and graduate. And it's like, yes, you can. I guess that even too is a mentality thing. Oh, um, but yeah, for me, it's, it's, it, I would say 90% of it is mental. That makes sense. I mean, and I like the point you made about poverty because uh, it, it brings me to a quote that Kim Kardashian just said that a lot of women are pissed about, but oh, she okay. said, like, women get up off your butt and work. Mm-hmm. And it was like, um, girl, somebody went off and was like, don't give me that. We all have the same 24 hours crap because it is like my 24 hours in the hood experiencing violence experiencing a single parent home was a lot different from yours in a yeah. mini mansion in Calabasas, mm-hmm. you know, and 
Yeah. It's completely different. Like if you, I think about all the time being a kid, and if you grow up where you literally only see doctors and lawyers mm-hmm. and anything or anyone successful on TV, that's where that lives. Mm-hmm. When you go outside into the real world and you see people on welfare or people on public housing, people on Section Eight, people catching the bus, yeah. people working at McDonald's, minimum wage, people struggling. You see food stamps, and this is real life. Mm-hmm. It is very hard to. Uh, to put in your mind somehow that I'm going to be different, you know, and, 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 and it happens, you know, it you happens. look at LeBron yeah. James who yeah. grew up where we grew up. Mm-hmm. Um, his mother struggled with drugs, you know, he lived in um, one of the roughest um, mm-hmm. public housing apartments that we have. And yeah. you see that he had coaches and stuff that invested in him. Yeah. So, you know, it's very easy to have that mindset and you can't judge people because, some people just don't have that positive force. So I'm, that's one reason why I'm glad about the podcast because yeah. I'm hoping we can help somebody because I feel like um, a, a quote I heard is that you can't fall from the floor. Mm. And so I like that that's so much. Good. Yeah, I'm like, it doesn't matter where you are in life. Literally, mm. it doesn't matter. Mm. You know what I mean? I understand there's some circumstances, but you can you can start over from anywhere yeah, you, you know i mean i started out as a single mom i was working at new york and company making like eight dollars an hour mm-hmm. um living in setting um amha housing mm-hmm. and i you know was struggling like me and my daughter were struggling we depended on my mom a lot mm-hmm. um and i i literally i had so many extremely toxic people around me mm-hmm. like i couldn't even tell my friends not all of them, because I know if y'all listening, not all of y'all was toxic. You know who you are. But I had some really toxic friends who I literally couldn't tell them good news. Mm. It would get awkward. Yeah. Or, you know, they would ignore me or whatever or talk over me. You know, I, I and I decided I don't want this anymore. I don't. Yeah. Why am I hanging out with people who don't like me or who are mean to me or who are whatever it may have been. Mm-hmm. So you can you just have to make the decision you that do. you want to change. You do. It's, it all boils down to you. And it's it, it can be hard. Like, there are people who have some extremely hard circumstances yeah. that they've had to push through. And it's it's hard to change, like, your thought process. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a... Like, when, it, when you hear, like, books and stories and podcasts and videos about talking about the battlefield of your mind, yeah. that is so accurate. And I think when you, again, when I, I think I said it earlier about, like, self-identity and, and really figuring out yourself and actually, like, sitting with your thoughts. Like, mm. sitting down with your thoughts and, and, and entertaining them. Not in a sense of, I'm going to believe what they say, but, but take, take inventory of those thoughts. Because sometimes we don't we don't check those things because we just we have I don't know I think it's like a crazy statistic of like I don't know the a amount crazy of amount of thoughts that are in our brain in just <laughs> one day is like ridiculous and and half the time we can't stop and take inventory of that because we're busy too so we just have these thoughts popping in our mind we're doing things but those thoughts they can they can really change what we do and who we are so I would say take inventory of those thoughts mm-hmm. and then. Even journaling, like writing them down and saying, okay, I think I am stupid, ugly, um, poor, not good for nothing, whatever it is. And then 
figure out where those thoughts came from. Like what created those thoughts? Something created that, whether if it's a person, whether if it was a situation that Mm. happened that just made you feel like that. And then finding ways to combat that. Now it's different ways. Like you talked about for us, it goes back to God as number one priority, Mm -hmm. giving that back to God, spending time with him. It could also be therapy. It could, whether if it's professional counseling or you just surround yourself with good people who are wise, um, who can help you through it. It's, taking care of yourself because if you're not taking care of yourself like your thoughts aren't going to get better you're just going to be stressed continuously um so there's so many ways to overcome those obstacles but i think finding out what those obstacles are first writing them down and then you know taking them head on Mm -hmm. great point i think we both made some really good points Mm -hmm. so let's move on i have a question okay what is one thing that you think you can start doing or stop doing any habit that you can add or remove to help you become the best version of yourself um i think for me is i guess take my own advice that i just gave you guys is take inventory of those negative thoughts because i know when they come in but um i don't always check them like it comes into my mind and a lot of times i combat those things with busyness so it's like oh, I don't want to process that. It hurts too much. So let me stay busy. So taking inventory of that and saying like, ooh, you know, I thought three times today that I'm this. And it's like, that's not a good thought to have. So let me sit down, write that down, pray over that, you know, whatever it is that I need to do to get my mind off of that. And then what I can do in reverse of not even just stopping those thoughts, but filling my mind up with the better thoughts of saying no. That's not true. Yeah. I am beautiful. I am smart. I am successful. I am in my purpose. Like, it may look different than someone else's, but I am in that, and I'm growing. Mm-hmm. And turn those negatives into positives. I like that, because I swear, like, even with you just saying that, like, I don't take inventory, and I know how many times a day I think about, like, you know, negative thoughts popping in my head, yeah. and sometimes I even agree with them, yeah. you know? Oh, yeah. And it's like, (laughs) that's not going to help me. That's Mm -hmm. not going to help at all. Like, I think about, like, my fitness journey and eating healthy or whatever. And I'll grab a bag of chips for a snack. And I'm just like, whatever, girl. You ain't never going to do, like, get these eating habits together. You've tried five million times. Like, just forget it. You know, Mm -hmm. it's just stuff like that. I'll just accept it instead of um, giving it to God, you know, instead of fighting it and replacing it with a good thought. So Mm -hmm. my thing that I want to do is daily affirmations. Mm, that's good. Because I struggle with consistency. I've tried daily affirmations before, but I just was feeling like this is not working. Mm-hmm. I don't even believe what I'm saying, yeah. you know? And so, but I think if I become more consistent with it, um, I'm going to start to actually believe it. So I'm going to try and go at, I'm going to go ahead and be consistent, (laughs) right? And be consistent with my daily affirmations. That's good. And it's amazing. Like, daily affirmations are so good. I did that once. I was, and I know I had mentioned this on a previous one, but um, I had went through my most recent spout of depression. And it was so bad that, like, that's what caused me to go into counseling. I'm like, I need to get into therapy because I got to get my mind in check. Mm -hmm. But. I started daily affirmations and I had done one. I, I had to look in the mirror while I was saying it and I couldn't even do it. Like I just, I just sat in the mirror and cried because I couldn't do it. Oh, no. And I was just like, 
but I learned like, wow, you really have a lot that you're holding on to that you just would need to let go. Like you are allowing yourself to be in a miserable state really for nothing. You know, don't, don't, don't let the past, don't let people, don't let any of those things keep you in a bad place like that. Like you are worthy. You are smart. You are amazing. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. Um, you are here for a purpose. Yes. We all have a purpose. Mm-hmm. And I just would love to see everyone just reach their highest potential and to be the best version of who they can be. Right. And that's not to be confused with becoming your higher self and you are God. Oh, cause... yeah, no. Please don't. Don't, don't <laughs> start DMing us different. like, yes, I am God now. No. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> this is not that. No. <laughs> Just to clear that up. So, yeah, share with us what you guys think it means to be the best version of yourself. Yes. Do you feel like you're currently there? Do you feel like you're on your way there? Let us know mm-hmm. where you guys are with that. Yes, definitely. And you know that we can go on and on about every topic about this topic <laughs> <Everything>. but, we're, <laughs> but we're just gonna end it off here again just make sure you're subscribing where we drop these episodes every monday um the links to our social media will be in the bio give to us this five episode. stars yes five star ratings <laughs> word of mouth is the best way to get us listeners because yes. me and nikki are we're, we're trying to get back to our extroverted selves. So we're trying. <laughs> we're trying. Help us get there. <laughs> um, but thank you again so much for listening, and we hope you enjoyed. Bye. Bye.